Welcome to the One More Rep Podcast, where you take it beyond the barbell. I'm your host, Modingo, and with me with a tall can of platform, the ghost inside, is my man, Brody. What's up? What's up? I had to move this beer can closer because you couldn't read it. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm old. That's old. It's only like, let's see. It's six, got strawberry. Six, yeah, better six, one, better two. Six feet away, and yeah. he's got a squint, boys and girls. So it's strawberry, pear, and turn it. Tart. <laughs> That was not because I couldn't see, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. He had the can turned. Whatever. <laughs> he's, he just said in the last episode he's about to retire. Like, just tell you how old he is. I am retransitioning from the military. Um, wow. Th- that's what I'm supposed to tell employers is that I'm transitioning because when I say retire, they think I'm just looking for like, you know, some cush job where I can go uh, bottle the uh, lawn. Walmart? Yeah, Walmart greeter type thing. Those of you uh, military listeners out there, you understand the struggle. As always, thank you for the likes, shares, all the comments, and all the messages that you're sending us. Um, it's evident; it should be evident to you by now. The messages that you do send us are valued by myself and Brody because we turn that into content as best we can, as often as we can. And always uh, leave us those five star reviews on iTunes and give us a five star review on Facebook as well. Yeah. So today's topic comes to us from one of our listeners. All the way from Deutschlanda. Deutschland, yeah. The land of great beer and big castles. An awesome schnitzel. An awesome schnitzel? Yeah. Do they have schnitzel in any other country besides? I'm sure they do. They just call it something different. Yeah. And Blake from Germany, he asked us a question uh, about mindset, Mm -hmm. which falls under that mentality category, which seems to be one of our more popular episodes. Like a lifetime ago. Yeah, it seems yeah, it does seem like forever <laughs> it does, ago, doesn't it? it? It's only been like two months. Yeah, because that was one of our uh, our initial binge launch. Yeah, of the 10. Yeah, of the 10 that we uh, originally created. I can't believe it does. It does seem like it was like years ago that we released this mentality episode. <laughs> it's only been like two and a half months. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like we're, we're I don't know. It feels it seems like a year ago. It does. <laughs> back in my time. <laughs> back, back in week one well, of our podcast. I'll say that when we hit our 2000th episode. <laughs> So his question was, uh, your mindset and how do you apply your mindset to a three minute workout versus, versus a 30 minute workout? Mm-hmm. So we kind of, uh, bro and I sat down over some beer as usual. Well, actually we had pizza this time. So, so be, uh, bro might be a little carb drunk right now versus I, just regular. I do have a headache, <laughs> too many carbs. <laughs> so, you know, workouts when it comes to a long workout versus a short workout. And I think one of the examples you gave was, uh, something you had programmed last week. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and fire that off. Yeah, so last Tuesday we had a workout, and um, it was 100 wall balls, 50 alternating kettlebell snatches, and then at 53:35, and then 25 burpee over the box jumps for 26 minutes. And so originally I had it at two rounds uh, on that when I originally programmed it, mm-hmm. and I ended up changing it. Sometimes I'll do that because sometimes. It's just not enough, but very rarely do I change my stuff. But I knew two rounds wasn't enough for our top-tier athletes mm-hmm. because I knew they would easily get through two rounds. I wanted them to complete 300 wall balls okay. in that 26 minutes. I know they had the capacity too, okay, unlike Brooke Wells. And um, <laughs> so – sorry, Brooke. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. I ain't going to get unblocked, am I? <laughs> no, you're not. If you're listening, I'm sorry. No, I'm not. Work on your handstand push-ups. So oh, anyways, oh. so <laughs> most Ooh, crying guys. Yes, I am. So I knew that our top athletes would get into, if not finish, 300 wall balls, and that's what I wanted. So I knew if I cut it at two, you know, they're animals. They wouldn't get to where they could get to. Mm. So the way I approached it is kind of what Blake was getting at. How do you attack a three-minute workout compared to a 20- or 30-minute workout? Mm. And I believe I literally started this as the whiteboard. Guys, this is going to suck. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's how I started. You talk about the elephant in the room right off the bat. Yeah, it's it's the. I said this is the reality of it. Okay, we're going into a of course 100 wall balls right off the rip. You're 50 shy of Karen. A lot of people hate Karen. Mm -hmm. You're doing Karen today, but it's coupled with two other move or yeah, it's it's a triplet. You have two other movements that are with it, and so you're doing Karen plus. But see, the odd thing when you were reading that off to me, 
Yeah, you don't realize it. No, 100 wall balls didn't seem as bad in the middle of all that as opposed to doing Karen. <laughs> and weird. I don't know why yeah. my brain went there. Because you're doing, you most know? most of everybody got through the 200. Yeah. No, it was it was two, almost everybody got through 200. And then um, we had a pretty good percentage get into all 300 plus mm-hmm. or right close to finishing. So right now, yeah, it's going to suck, except that it's going to suck because mm-hmm. we're going off a couple movements that kind of hinder each other. One, you have the kettlebell snatch, which can sometimes get your lower back a little bit. But it's going to that box facing, you know, or burpee over the box jump. Mm-hmm. We know that can hammer the lower back. Mm-hmm. If you get lower back, gets a little smoked. Going to that second set of wall balls is just it's going to fire it up. It's it's twice as hard because yeah. your you know your rectors are lit. You know your QL is kind of tight. You know now your hips because you start you know change your stance a little bit. And you got to understand when you get through half of round number two mm-hmm. of the hundred wall balls, you've completed Karen. Mm-hmm. All right, you got to accept that. Yeah. You can't look at it like, oh my God, Karen takes me 12 minutes and this is a 26 minute. And you start doing all these stupid calculations in your head. No, shut up. Here's what you need to do. And this is what I told them to do. If you're good at wall balls, you're going to do these in big chunks. You may do 50, 25, 25. No problem. Mm-hmm. If you struggle with wall balls, that's fine. That's fine. You got to attack it differently, differently than the person who can kill it. And that means, hey, if you can do 10 and hold 10, right? Keep your pace up, but listen to your body. Don't go earlier than it says. Mm-hmm. Do that for 10 rounds, and you're going to be clear of them, okay? Get through the other movements. Look, we can get through kettlebell snatch, no problem. Yeah, it's 50, whatever. You can get through that. Mm-hmm. 25 burpee or the box jumps. First, you know, 10 to 15 suck, and the last 10 to 15 suck, right? Mm-hmm. It's just depending on how you do them. You have to accept it. If you can accept it, now you can actually perform at a higher level. If you're sitting here looking, you're still hung up on the first 100 wall balls, you are going to be crushed when you get to about 65. This is if you struggle with wall balls. Mm-hmm. And you know what's coming next, and that's 50 of kettlebell snatch. Maybe you suck at kettlebell snatch. Now you've done two movements you hate and suck at, and you got to do something everybody hates, and that's burpee over the box yeah. jumps, right? It's just, I tell them, get their mind ready. You're here, you're doing it, you're not leaving. If you do, we're going to talk shit. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Just, you got to accept it for what it is, mm-hmm. attack it to your capabilities and your strengths, mm-hmm. and then you'll get through it just fine. Mm-hmm. And don't look at it as, oh, it's just 26, I hate that. Oh, it's just 26 minutes. Yeah, go ahead. If you want to go at it that way, that's fine. But let's let's do it a little bit differently. Let's look at it. Let's attack these wall balls. You can do 10. Mm-hmm. I'm not asking you to do 50. Do 10. Drop it. Shake it out. Look at the timer. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Go again. Hold that for as long as you can. Then go to 8s. Hold that as long as you can. Go to 6s. Hold that as long as you can. And then you do that until the 100 are gone. Mm-hmm. Now you play, you play that game. You're faster on the ball. And you've attacked it differently. And then I've also, when you're talking about those uh, high volumes of reps like that, you know, I've told people to like kind of break it up into tiers. So like if it's a hundred, you know, see if you can do that first 50, mm-hmm. you know, step back, take a break, then do 25, you know, and then, you know, kind of just chop it up like that instead of saying, oh, you know, cause some people get hung up. Well, I can't do, you know, I can't do 10 rounds of 10. Okay. okay. Well, what can you do? Right. You know, cause you're going to, you're going to do them. So you got 26 minutes. So how can we get this, you know, in your head? to where it's palatable to you and something that makes sense to you, something that can get you motivated to complete. Yeah, because we want to perform well, okay? And and all, we, all of our programming gets released 8 p.m. The, the night before. So they know what they're doing unless mm-hmm. they didn't look at, at, the, at the programming, and it's up all week. Before so, I became a, a coach or a trainer, I, I, I didn't look Yeah, because I didn't want to know. Some people do that, yeah. and, but what's, we have it posted, so when they come in, they're going to see it anyways. <laughs> So they showed up, and they're going to do it, mm-hmm. okay? They've made the choice to be here, which I appreciate. Of course, we don't – cherry picking here is not really – it's very heavily frowned upon, mm-hmm. and not because you got to – it's my pro, you got to do all my programming or you die. It's, it's more of like that's the culture we have. Mm-hmm. Don't sit here and avoid something you suck at then bitch about something you suck at. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? You have to come in. No one wants to do 300 wall balls, I don't, maybe a couple – <laughs> but 
Nix with 75 Burp of the box. You know, when you start adding these numbers up, it's pretty high volume mm-hmm. when you can put it to that level. But just because it goes into those people, it gets to 300 and whatever, it doesn't mean the person doing half the volume, it doesn't hurt. It does. It hurts them equally, if if not a little bit more. It's, yeah, it's all relative to the athlete. It is. And I think they've made the decision to be here. I always try to let them know the reality of it. You know me from this podcast. You know me personally. Mm-hmm. I don't sugarcoat. This is the reality. It's going to suck mm-hmm. right off the bat. Okay, now accept it. Now let's see what we can do to get through it and perform our best because that's what we're here to do. We're not here to just skim through it. Oh, it's 26 minutes. No, we want to perform our best. We don't want to leave this feeling like we could have went, you know, tens on the wall ball, but we only did fives, mm-hmm. right? And it's a safe assumption to make that most people that identify themselves as CrossFit athletes don't come here to do things that are easy. No. Right. And we are a culture of people that like to be challenged. And whether or not a lot of us will admit it, we know that we accept the fact that we're going to fail at some point. Mm-hmm. And even though some people get torn up, if they can't, they, they miss a lift or whatever, we all understand that failure is part of the growth mindset in this culture. Right. And by doing so, by failing forward, you know, like Stu says, it's not wins and losses, it's wins and learns. You know, oh, yeah. what did I do wrong on that, uh, on that snatch? Or how could I have broken up Karen a little bit more effectively to where I could have broken seven minutes mm-hmm. or just whatever, you know, I, I think as you stay in this game long enough, you become more analytic about how you approach workouts and your mindset towards them. Right. Cause there is a difference between like Blake was saying, attacking a three minute workout, the mindset of attacking a three minute workout and the mindset of a 20 minute AMRAP. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing, when you were in a three minute wad, right? We use Karen or not Karen. Fran is the, the best like, three minute Karen's flying. But, um, if you do a three minute Fran or you're close to that five minute less, the intensity factor is just through the roof. It's, it's literally yeah. three, two, one, go. You're going all effort, no yeah, rest. 159 thrusters and pull-ups. Right. That's it. Just That's two it. movements. Right. And it's 90 reps, no big deal. Or if you have the mindset how you're going to attack a, a three-minute max calorie assault bike. Mm-hmm. It's going to suck. It's yeah. going to hurt. It's going to hurt to the highest degree because three-minute AMRAP, max effort of something, if you do it to what it's meant to do, it's going to crush you. You're going to be a pile of nothing because you've given your best, your most – all out effort in three minutes, okay? A 20-minute AMRAP, we get the game a little bit because if we attack it like we do- You got to th- budget differently. Right. If we attack it like we do a three-minute uh, all-out effort, you're screwed because the last you know, last 10 to 12 minutes, your your rounds are going to fall completely off, right? Yeah, I think for one of the first comps I threw, I just want to throw something simple in there that would kind of crush people's souls. And it was, uh, I think for RX, it was uh, max ground to overhead partners at 185 for five minutes. Yeah. Seems relatively simple, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of those five minutes, I mean, there were like piles of of humans on the ground. Yeah, because you're doing bigger sets. Yeah. You know, if we're doing a, it was a partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if we're doing partner, you know, you have two two things you do. You could choose to go singles if you think you can do them uh, fast enough. Bar hits ground, partner picks it up. Mm-hmm. Or my pro, we would probably do threes to fives and hold that for as long as possible, mm-hmm. and then go to singles. Whatever we, we would practice in time. But yeah, it's going to suck because if you're doing it, what it's supposed to mm-hmm. design, design to do is a max effort in that given time, then anything we've talked about, anything max effort hurts anybody. And even, I think, one of the things you said on the earlier uh, episodes, like you give somebody an empty barbell and yeah. tell them to do max effort for three minutes, they're going to be a pile of, right. a pile of crap on the Because their ground. cycle rate's going to be through the roof, <laughs> and it's just going to hurt. Because you're going to do like... They're like, oh, it's an empty barbell. I got this. You can do like 20 reps in that first 30 to 35 seconds, and you have two and a half minutes left. And that's, that's as, you know what I mean? So it doesn't matter. So I guess to kind of dig into what Blake was saying, like, look at the wad, mm-hmm. it, depending on what it is. You have to accept for accept the wad for what it is mm-hmm. first and foremost because if it's a three minute, you know it's going to hurt. And when it starts hurting, that's your decision. That's what you have to accept. Am I going to crumble or am I just going to close my eyes? Think of you for know, the next ninety seconds, the happy place, yeah. and hold on to this bike for ninety seconds. Now, 
yeah, your wad is just going to drop through the ceiling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you're not going to hit and hold, you know, 1,100 watts for three minutes. <laughs> if you do, you're an animal. But, you know, that doesn't mean I should sit out here and I should say, oh, crap, I got a three-minute AMRAP, so I'm going to hold uh, 450 to 480 watts and just kind of cruise for three minutes. That's not the intent of the workout. No. The intent of the workout is get max calories. That's not mm. how you're going to get max calories. No, not at all. Right? And even depending on what the workout is, because, like, me trying to mentally prepare for a three-minute max assault bike versus trying to get a wad done in three minutes is completely different. Yep, you're right. Because even if you do it for a wad, you can kind of look at your rep scheme. Yeah, it is a max effort. But if you say you have like uh, four, eight, 12 of something, you have 12 total bar in the end, mm-hmm. and it's a max effort, whatever, you may say, I'm going to do six, drop six, and we'll hold that as fast as possible. You're not thinking 12s mm-hmm. all the way through, right? Because your six drop six is you're going to be fresher on that. Smaller waypoints. Yeah, yeah, you got your smaller waypoints. Mentally, you get a, a victory. A little bit of a break. A too. Break, yeah. yeah. And even though we're not getting a rest, we're getting literally two seconds of rest. But that seems like five hours mm-hmm. in CrossFit sometimes. But you're also able to stay uh, that intensity level on the on the back end. That last minute, you're able to get a jump. little bit more juice in the tank. You're able to go up there. Maybe you hit a twelve on your last set. Mm-hmm. Or next to the last set, and then you're holding on for max effort for the remaining seconds of that round. So then conversely, we talk about these 30-minute workouts. Yeah. Uh, for me, the one that comes to mind is McGee. I don't know if you've yep. ever done that. It's a good workout. Um, yeah, I can't do that RX because that's a fuck ton of weight for the dead weight or the deadlifts. It's yeah. If you've never done it, it's uh, five deadlifts at 275, 13 push-ups, and nine box jumps, and it's for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's rough. 275 at, for 30s, that's a long time. Yeah. And that's one of those ones you got to partition. Absolutely. As far as, uh, yeah, first several rounds, five at 275, it's not going to be a problem. But you get in that nasty combination of that box jump deadlift. It's just it's just relentless on the – it's that quick fire of the glutes for the box jump. Mm-hmm. Your, your heart rate's elevated, and then you're going into that heavy, heavy-ish deadlift for mm-hmm. a wad. Even if you deadlift 500 pounds, you know, 275 yeah. is, is still pretty damn heavy over time. Um, so, you know, it's kind of – for me, it's the push-ups that kind of kill me because there's a there's. I remember one time specifically, like I went into muscle failure, like around 25 minutes, like I couldn't do any more push-ups, and yeah. I'm on the ground. I was I was laughing hysterically because could. I could not push myself up. Yeah, it's that is that push pull going from a push yeah. and then into the pull at the dead. You know, it, it does weird things for our body. Like we just did a um, it was a strict handstand push-up uh, and um, strict pull-up, and then it was run and uh, kipping handstand push-up. Uh, and then it was 60 pull-ups, like kipping mm-hmm. or butterfly, whatever. And those 60 pull-ups crush people. And usually 60 is nothing for, in here. Yeah. And he, in here for it's been our best pull guy that does pull-ups, he had to break four or five times because it's that push-pull. Mm-hmm. It, it just it does something to our body that I love. I love that combination mm-hmm. of push-pull and evidenced in the programming for his competitions. Yeah, what else? <laughs> no sympathy. <laughs> But no, yeah, I think it's good. The thirty minute mentality, thirty minute, the way to to attack that is totally different. And you got to look at your strengths, and mm-hmm. you got to look at your weaknesses, and you have to be honest. Like, okay, two seventy five is heavy. I don't want to do singles because single pull is always the hardest. You can at least do doubles, right? Yeah. So two two one, mm-hmm. if that's your week, uh, I can crush the push ups. But I know thirty minutes is a long time. Whatever, mm-hmm. I'm gonna recover on the box jumps. Yeah. So that's what you need to do. Look at the workout. Okay. Think about okay. This is this this is the hard part for me, and th- and I'm good at this, and I'm pretty good at that. And then make your game plan, and then when you accept it, mm-hmm. th- you get the mindset going into it that hey, I'm not going to do these unbroken while this guy is. That's okay. I'm going to get that dude on the box jumps yeah. while he's he's sitting on top of him because he's resting at five, and I'm going past him, right? So that's kind of the mindset you need to have. And then for me, there's usually some point in a long workout like that where I just sort of get numb. You know, I just get into a rhythm and like, I can't feel anything. <laughs> you know, I just, I'm just going through the motions at that point, trying to maintain my, my breathing, you know, trying to make, maintain a certain, uh, rate of, uh, work yeah. and just kind of, you're on cruise control you yeah. know, and just kind of sustaining that until I get in like that last five minutes when I can throttle it up a little bit more. I think that's a great thing you just said, because I train a lot of our people, um, that want to take this serious on the this kind of thing we talk about workouts we talk about the difference of um let's get a, let's have a little gas in the tank when we get to the end mm-hmm. okay because what happens is if you time this wrong especially over 30 even a 20 20 you know 
20 plus, I will say, 20 plus, if you gauge this wrong, um, either A, you don't have enough gas in the end, so your last like three rounds is taking double the time. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't want to come off an element and have to have double rest because I pushed the tempo too hard. Mm-hmm. I got to come off and I need six seconds rest. Mm-hmm. I can't push too hard where I'm coming off and taking 12 to 15 seconds rest because now I'm going to add that up over 30 minutes. My score is going to reflect that. So yeah. We, what, yeah, one of my trainers, uh, Steph Varga, he, he taught me that. He's like, go slower than you think you need to because it's easier to throttle up than to try and recover from when you flame out. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, maintaining that sustained pattern over a long period of time, not, not sandbagging, but just getting to that point where you know you can move the weight efficiently at this particular rate of work so that way you do have a little bit of juice left, you know, towards the end. Yeah, and, and, and then I'll also do the opposite. I'll also do the complete opposite. I say, I'll look at a workout and I'm like, look, I want you to go unbroken through this entire AMRAP mm-hmm. as long as you can. And I, I'm, I'm being dead serious. I like, I don't want you to go where you think you can. Mm-hmm. I literally yeah. want you to go to you I, can I wanna, no. Yeah, I want you to break a little bit. I yeah. no longer can hold on, and it's going to hurt. And the score may be less than if we gamed it differently. Mm-hmm. But that's not the that's not the, that's not le- the point of that. Yeah. My my learning point to them is they learn something about themselves. Their capacity. Their the capacity. But let's say we had a five five touch and go. Power clean at what would be a good weight? Let's do an odd weight, like 235, uh, 165. Mm-hmm. It's just a weird weight in between 225, 245. But we got to do five unbroken every time. Okay, even though it says five, it's not unbroken. Mm-hmm. But I want you, you to do an yeah. unbroken. I don't want you to break. Okay. Because this next element where it's not a pull element, so we're, our muscle groups are going to recover a little bit. Mm-hmm. But in our brain, every time you touch that bar, I want you to go unbroken. Yeah. There's a couple athletes that I'll do like that where I might not have them go with RX weight. I'll say, here, I want you to throttle down. Or if the RX weight, I think is something a little bit light for them. Like, okay. You're going to do these unbroken every time. Right. You know, or like I said, even throwing the weight down, it's like, okay, well, you know, you're going to not do the RX, but you're going to do them unbroken just to try and, uh, get a different stimulus out of the particular workout. Sometimes it's mental, like you said. Yeah. Just having them prove to themselves that they can break through and push a little bit harder. Well, how often do we challenge? You know, we've been, I've been on a huge unbroken kick and our members are hating me severely for the last probably, well, maybe ever, but. (laughs) (laughs) but Going on, what, five years? Yeah, yeah, four, but. But no, I've been on a huge unbroken uh, cycle and it's some complex stuff. It's, it's, it is not easy, and mm-hmm. it really challenges their their mindset of holding on to the barbell. And um, because if they let go or drop it, their failures they go to zero. And it's one of those cycles where you you're going to need about ninety seconds rest before you can pick it up because the weight's so mm-hmm. you know it's so devastating. It could be a cycle of um, po- double power clean, hang power, hang full. One cycle, two twenty five, one sixty, or two forty five. We've done two forty five. 170 mm-hmm. as well. You drop so that significant weight, significant weight. And the fact that it hits your system hard enough that if you fail one of those, the recovery time is pretty substantial because yeah, you may be able to get through the double power, but it's those last two that kind of get you because mm-hmm. that grip goes, your heart rates to the roof. Your CNS is getting a little hammered. So I like to do that because I like to challenge our people's mindset mm-hmm. and I do it to all levels. And I challenge them at the whiteboard right from the get go. Yes, it says three power cleans, but I'm going to challenge you to go unbroken for as long as possible across the board. Mm-hmm. We've been practicing cycling our barbell. We've been practicing our regripping. We've been practicing all this. Accept that mindset, and we're going to hit this as hard as we can, and then we can always go to singles, right? So I challenge their mindset all the time. So then you're talking about, you know, with your athletes not being able to put the bar down. Mm-hmm. Now, what about these other Metcons where it's, like the ones you can't partition, like Angie, you know, where it's the hundred pull-ups, hundred push-ups, hundred sit-ups, hundred squats. Right. You know, like so. What kind of? Yeah. How do you how do you advise somebody on something like that? It's pretty simple. It really is. It's first off, you know, like I we'll just branch off what I just said. We I challenge them to hit something that is going that they learn something about themselves, mm-hmm. and this is for the reason of Angie. Okay. If I challenge them and I say, you're going unbroken on these pull-ups every round or these chest-to-bar or whatever it is, I want, I'm challenging you to not come off the barbell mm-hmm. or off the, I'm sorry, off the bar or off the rig. Off the rig, yeah. 
I'm challenging you to come, never come off the rig to stay unbroken. Okay. So maybe it's a set, say they're 15 for pull-ups and say they're 10 to 15 on the chest, the bar. They would never really probably do that. They would look at 15, go eight, seven after the first couple rounds, mm-hmm. just give themselves a little shake, you know, shake their arms out and get back up into it. When I challenge them, now they have the mindset. When you take the options out of their hands. <laughs> yeah. And it, they still have the option. They can flip me off and walk out, <laughs> but they won't because they want to be challenged. People want to be challenged. People in our gym want to be challenged. Mm-hmm. They may hate me for that hour, but they love me because they're looking pretty sweet naked and they love the results and they love how they feel and they love the progression. Mm-hmm. They love the, the strength they're gaining. They love the mental str- toughness that they're gaining. They love that aspect. Hate me now, love me later. I don't care. And I think we as trainers, when we challenge them with alternative rep schemes or limitations, it's probably something that they wouldn't have thought of doing themselves. Yeah. Because we, as the individual athlete, we know what we would like to do in order to make this workout more Mm -hmm. efficient or suck less. Mm -hmm. Whereas with the trainer, we're more focused on how can I get a better training experience for you out of this particular workout. Right. And sometimes it requires it to suck more. Right, and so what happens is when they learn them learn that hey, I just went a fifteen minute AMRAP, went unbroken on all my chest to bar pull ups, and my number was X. Say it was a hundred. I did a hundred and thirty chest to bar pull ups in what in that time frame, which is not out of this world. Now, when they look at Angie, I have a hundred pull ups right off the rip. Ah, they're confident. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do fifty. <laughs> I'm going to do 100 unbroken, bro. <laughs> All right, hold up. <laughs> hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Have you ever done the push-ups after Angie? Because they suck. <laughs> I don't care how strong you are. Those push-ups suck. Yeah. And that's the thing. But what they can say is like, maybe originally you say, I'm going to do 10 sets of 10, get on out of here, roll into the push-ups. Mm-hmm. But now I'll say, I'm going to hang on for a 35 set. Mm-hmm. Then we hit me in a nice little 15-er. And then I'm going to go to 10s for five sets. And then I'm done. Mm-hmm. They're going to feel so much better because- they know their they know what their uh their, their mindset has them thinking they know what they can do mm-hmm. they know how it feels mm-hmm. they know that they're going to be fresh enough to go into those push-ups which is they're pretty tough yeah. push-ups those you know those last 40 are pretty tough even for people who are strong at them and now the mindset that we've trained and other avenues through other workouts mm-hmm. sets them up for this one. So if you've never done Angie before, you have to do all those workouts in order mm-hmm. and you can't partition them. So you got to go from the pull-ups. Then once you're done with those, then you go to the push-ups, and then um, the squats are last. Yeah. You go sit-ups and squats. Yeah. Sit-ups and squats. So wait, no. Yep, you're right. Squats are last. Yep, you're yeah. right. But I think this is what it, it, that's how Murph should be done. So y'all partition Murph, <laughs> do Murph the right way. Because I just had someone the other day say, I don't know why. Because we it's don't twenty rounds of Cindy. But we don't. They're like, I don't. Why you guys? Why don't you guys do Murph at the gym? I'm like, well, a couple reasons. One, I don't like what it does to my athletes. It destroys people. It hurts my biceps, right? Yeah. At, for a couple three days after, and some people who can do the volume, but it just. I don't know. You know, it's like, it's not the actual volume. It's, it's how it's the ha- recovery. It's how hard you hit it. Yeah. Right. It's, you have a different mental, it's a freaking, it's Murph. You're going to hit that. You know what I mean? You're going to hit it a little bit harder, a little bit different. Just like when you compete, you know, I can run through the Agreed. workouts three times here before we go, but I, and I'm, I don't feel it at all. After the competition, you go you go to another gear, right? Cause That's it's like, just uh, atmosphere. At the affiliate gathering, you told me you had a plan for one particular uh, workout. You're like, I'm going to do this. And then you got on the, the you got on the competition floor, and the dude next to you didn't stop, so yeah. you didn't stop. <laughs> yep, paid for that one. I was, I still put up a good time. They just went faster. Yeah, it was a nine seven five three fifteen deadlifts on a shorty bar. That's a game changer. And then um, chest bar pull ups. Yeah. So yeah, I went. I knew I was doing nine unbroken. Then my goal in my brain was like I was going to go four drop three. Mm-hmm. Just the bar because I knew the round of um, five, just like in Amanda, is pretty rough. Uh-huh. Like, just it really is. So I'm like, I'm, you know, everybody gets pretty much off chest to bar, back to the bar at the same time. And we're basically rep for rep. And I'm like, I'm at three and this guy's still going. I'm four. I'm like, fuck it. Boom. I just keep going. Bro, did I ever pay for that? <laughs> Listen to your game plan, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Stick- but. Yeah, in the words of that Leroy Jenkins video, stick to the plan. Yeah, yeah, it's and you know, it's so funny because I always preach stick to the game plan to all of our teammates, and, and then you went rogue right off the bat. 
I did. I, I apologize to everybody. I was like, guys, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I was going to go four three because I knew the ham. I was going to get hammered on those f- last five deadlifts if yeah. I didn't, and uh, which I did. And that guy just he was just going right beside me, and I just tried to go right along with him. I got my seven unbroken, but man, those five they were the heaviest five I've ever done. <laughs> Slowed me down. So, how can we apply this to other avenues of, of fitness? So, let's take nutrition for instance. You know, it's not as simple as just saying, I'm going to follow this, you know, particular methodology of nutrition and boom, go. Yeah. You kind of got to get your mind right. You know, if you're someone like me, you know, I'm half Asian, so I've eaten rice like every day of my life. And then you put me on macros and say, oh, I can only have this many grams of rice. And I'm like, or carbs. And I'm like, what? No, I, I, I can't do that. I've had, you know. <laughs> and Mo's already failed, right? We've already <laughs> talked about that. As soon as you say, I can't do something, you fail. Yeah. Right? Because you can. Mm-hmm. It, it's a choice. Oh, and I have. Yeah. You know, but you're right. It's a mindset. And it was, but, it, but, but I had to adjust my thinking mm-hmm. because every day up until I decided to try this particular you know, methodology of, of dieting, I was like, no, I eat rice every day. I, I've always eaten rice. It's, just, it's what, what we do. It's what we do. <laughs> it's what we do. We Asians yeah. <laughs> eat rice. Yeah. So then I was like, what do you mean I can't? And then, yeah, so there was a bit of an emotional struggle there. <laughs> yeah, it's like telling someone, Jeremy, don't eat sauerkraut. Yeah. Like, or don't drink beer. You know? yeah. or, or telling French people, don't cook with butter, <laughs> you know, or cream. You know, it was just, it was emotionally, you know, it was uh, something I had to overcome. Mm-hmm. And I kind of had to put myself on the patch, you know. I didn't eat as much rice and, you know, kind of slowly, slowly, little by little. And then after a while, once like, I, I, and I probably, you could say it's someone who's like, who drinks Coke all the time or drinks coffee or sort of smokers, maybe that same kind of mentality where you just, this is part of your normal. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you have to drastically go away from that. You know, that can be a challenging and, and it does require you proper know, mindset, Yeah, proper mindset. Yeah. The nutrition, we've had a lot of people want to talk about it. We'll, We'll talk about a little bit And this here, is probably the first place we should start when we talk about nutrition is the mindset. 100% because here's here's what happens. So we have a, a path to nutrition here at the gym that we offer. Uh, we don't push nutrition here. We don't sit here and we don't hammer nutrition. It's not like you ate chicken wings. Oh, my God. Why don't you go jump off a bridge? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not You're that way. You're a pariah. Way. I'm like, bring me a chicken wing. <laughs> like, why was I invited? Um, but you know, here's where we start separating nutrition is when people are like, Hey bro, my performance isn't going well, this, this, and that, what you eating, right? There's your gateway. What are you eating? We start talking about that nutrition. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, you're eating shit. Mm -hmm. So your performance is going to reflect that. So, and and this is where I kind of dig in and I'm like, you know, I try, I find out, I usually know my athletes leads pretty well. So I kind of know some of their other interests. And like one guy I remember in particular, he was a car guy. I was like, okay, so when we talk about your nutrition, you're eating like, you know, garbage, you know, are you going, you know, if you just bought a brand new sports car, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to put, you know, the 89 octane in it. Well, no, I'm going to put the high octane in it. Well, why? Yeah. Well, because the way the engine works, you know, it burns more efficient, blah, blah. And he starts spouting all this stuff. Okay. I was like, all right. So now you have to kind of look at your body like that engine. Yeah. If you're going to feed that low octane fuel into it, you can expect the performance to decline, you know. But then also, you know, that whole patch mentality is like, you know, now I'm not telling you to do this overnight. Something you got to work yourself into to get, you know, because crash diets or crash anything doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Whether it's smoking, drinking, I mean, people shouldn't do drugs, but you know there are ways for people you know to get off of drugs, whether it be through other things or just you know some sort of substitute. But it's easier emotionally and mentally to work your way into it. I mean, yeah, and no. I, so I, I guess I, I've never had to battle substance abuse, mm-hmm. so. I can't say. My mindset is just different. It's like... You're just do it kind of guy. But there are people out there, and I know that every, everybody's not like that. And mm-hmm. that's it's very hard to come to terms with in my life. It's, just, it's hard to think when you're it's like... It's not part of who you are. It's, it's not part right. of your core like, tenets, I'm like, yeah. just quit. Like, you have the choice to shut up and stop bitching about it and just do it. Like, mm-hmm. it's that simple to me. If I If I want to do it, I'm going to do it. 
If I don't want to do it, I'm not going to do it. And it's, it's literally, I can go do it or I don't have to do it. It's my choice. Where other people need steps, they need, they need you know, checkpoints, mm-hmm. progression, or you know, regression off of a substance or whatever it may be, that's okay. Whatever works, it works. Regardless of my mindset and mm-hmm. your mindset of me, I'm, it's 100% right now, or you're like 10% for you know, 10 days, mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. You still, like you said, you have to have, make the decision. Your mm-hmm. mindset is, I'm done with this. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one of those. And for me, like when I quit smoking, I was on vacation in New York, ran out of cigarettes, went to go buy a new, another pack. It was $10 a pack. I was like, I'm paying $10 a pack of cigarettes. I was there for like a week, came home. And then it was about a month later, I realized I quit smoking. <laughs> <laughs> all, all because of $10. Right. So thank you, New York. Yeah, way to go, New York. <laughs> it's one good thing about your state. But um, yeah, so it's it's definitely a mindset. The nutrition nutrition way is like, you know, once you make that decision, now it's about making the best decisions, mm-hmm. right? So the, my mindset is okay. I'm tired of feeling like crap in the workout. So once you make the decision to, you know, start the whole nutrition, and you got the mindset that you're actually going to attack it because you're tired of how you feel. You're tired of performing bad at workouts. You're just tired of just just feeling like blah because we want to perform well and we know that what I'm eating is not allowing me to do that. Once you get that mindset that you've just had enough, right? Just had enough. That's when you start making these huge steps and looking in your macros and counting it down. Start watching what you eat, watch what you put in your mouth and then and really like just latching onto it. And mm-hmm. when you do that, man, I tell you the performance goes through the roof, whether it be because you feel better about yourself initially, mm-hmm. you have more energy through the day. You're coming into, the, say you work all day, you come in to do your workout at 5.30 after working all day. You're usually crashing about 1.30, 2 o'clock. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, now you're not. Now you're eating properly. And it's funny because, you know, when I talk to people about their nutrition, they're eating X and we, we dissect what they're eating mm-hmm. and what they have typically eat for and how many times, what they eat per day and around how what, often yeah. and around what time. And we try to see some huge gaps, you know, those six or seven hour gaps are going to yeah, thought eating. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'd be dead in six hours if I didn't <laughs> eat. But um, it's funny because when you uh, show them exactly how much they should be eating and then I always get a message day number one, day number one of them starting this, are you sure these are my numbers that I'm supposed to eat this <laughs> I'm much? I'm supposed to eat this much. I can't even finish this. Yeah. Right, because you're eating whole foods. You get more of the whole foods. You're just eating crap that doesn't stay in your system that just goes in and out, mm-hmm. right? This whole food sticks with you. You know, you get your starchy carbs that, you know, the glycemic index, you start talking about that, you more sustainable carbs, you know, instead of quick burning carbs. It's just the amount of energy you get, the, 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 quality protein and such. And some of the challenges going back to our previous episode with the, um, the body image stuff Yeah. for me, when I first started talking to someone about nutrition is they told me how much I had to eat. And like this number was just so astronomical to me because as a fat kid, you know, yeah, just like, I can't eat that much. I'm going to get fat all over again. You're right. Like, there, there, I can, there's absolutely no way I can do that. So fail. Yeah. No, but, but, but I'm saying, but that goes, that that's deep rooted in me. You know, I was a fat kid. I'd never wanted to be fat again. So you're telling me I have to eat almost 4,000 calories a day. Mm-hmm. I was like, are you crazy? I was like, I'll get fat again. I can't do that. And cheating the nutrition, you know, not eating how much I was supposed to because I was scared and seeing how actually my performance went down because I wasn't getting enough food. And then once I finally just believed in my trainer and did what he told me to do. Stop saying you can't stop saying I can't. But again, this was all fear. It was fear based. Right. You know, and, and for me, like being in the military, being fit is a condition of employment. And so for me to, to take the risk of ballooning up by eating all this food was very, it's it's a real fear. You know, if I'm overweight, you know, I'm going to be, I'm not, I'm not going to be promotable and things like that. And what kind of image is that sending and what kind of message is that sending to the people that work for me if I'm a big fat ass, you know? So there was always that fear. And, but once I kind of came to grips with it and realized my trainer isn't trying to sabotage me or anything and I started doing it, mm-hmm. it was a hell of a challenge just eating that much food. 
Like I used to get sad. <laughs> like I would be depressed. Like I don't want to eat thought anymore. A fat kid would be pissed about eating so much food. <laughs> oh my God. If I eat no, and th- more green There beans. were times I would just be sitting at my desk and like my just head would be hanging. I was like, I don't want to eat anymore. <laughs> yeah. And there's a good, there's a couple of good things we can talk about. One, the I can't. It's, it's just, it, it comes back to where I'm a hundred percent all the time, mm-hmm. everything, you know, Mo's known that for a long time. It's like, whatever I get, you get 110%. It's whatever it is. But it's that mindset. Quit saying you can't. You have to, before you even open your mouth and say that horrible four-letter word, I want you to think about what you're trying to achieve. So Mo's trying to achieve better performance because he's tired of feeling X because he sees his performance drop off. When someone with that you've sought out that has experience and knows what they're doing, right, because that should be, Make sure they know what they're doing. <laughs> Don't let them give you a diet that they're clueless, that they're just throwing a dart. Don't let them tell you you can eat Krispy Kreme four times a day and you're going to get shredded. Yeah. It just, you know, when when you seek that person out, just shut up. And that's just the reality. You just got to shut up mm-hmm. and do it because you sought them out for a reason. Mm-hmm. You've asked for help for a reason and you've entrusted them. And I can't stand... And there's me saying can't because I'm using it in the reference to this <laughs> because when someone says they can't, it's it's an f- instant cop-out justification for them to give up. And that's why I don't like the word can't is because you instantly say I can't and most like it's, but it's enrooted in my soul. Yeah. And so, it was at that point in my but life. But so yeah. was smoking. Yeah. Right? And a $10. And I to pay $10 for a pack of cigarettes. And that just shows you how weak that can't word is because when you gain the focus and you gain the mindset of what you want, that can't is no longer relevant because mm-hmm. you can because it's something you want. Stop. But oftentimes that can't translates to I don't want to because and, it's too hard. And that's another one. Yeah. And 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 that's what we you know every time someone says in here, I'm like, yes you can. I would not ask you to do something yeah. that you can't do. Because first I don't want you to feel like crap about yourself. Right. Well, and I it's my obligation to not get you injured. Exactly. But I'm also not going to sit here and babysit you while you swing around on your 300 bands and you're doing one finger pull-ups. You know, I'm just saying like, we're progressing you. It's just dumb. Like there's so many ways as a trainer, you can literally cop out of being a trainer and just let them just kind of swing around there and yep, they're done and get on out. And here comes the next class, Mm -hmm. get through the stupid routine, or you can be a coach and actually say, bro, all right, I see you. I'm going to get their bands and they go to that next barbell movement mm-hmm. and they come back and they're, and they're band- like looking yeah. around like, what, what, wait, this what, is my section. Yeah. Cause there's only two bands up here and they look right at you and you give them the old thumbs up. Like, yeah, what's you got up? this get on up there, but no getting rid of the, I can't changing that mindset to, you know, it can be daunting. Like we talked about hundred wall balls. It, it can be daunting for someone who's four foot tall, mm-hmm. right? They don't want to get it hit in the face. They know yeah. they have to jump 18 feet to get it above that nine-foot line. But if they take the mindset and say, I will do this and I can do this, when you take that and take the I can't do 100 wall balls under a certain time to mm-hmm. I can do 10 for 10 rounds or – Or I can at least not get no rep. Yes, you know, every rep, make yeah, every rep make count. Make every rep count, yeah. Yeah, don't do 100 and have – you know really do 120 because you missed 20. Mm-hmm. Change that mindset, guys, because – on the lowest level of CrossFit to the absolute highest level of CrossFit, when you switch that mindset to um, to shut up mm-hmm. and do something that you're entrusting someone with, whatever it is your mm-hmm. your coach or your 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 teacher, your instructor, whatever it is, when you entrust them and you just listen and you believe in them, like you find you believe finally said I be, it's I believe in them. Mm-hmm. Now look at it. it. You made these changes and you're not even concerned. It's not, I can't, it's just, just I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And then that's, that's my mentality. I just skip all that crap in the middle we just talked about. I just, mm-hmm. either I'm doing it or I'm not doing it, mm-hmm. right? I don't, have, I don't have time for it. I don't want to make time for these, well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, because I waste, how many people waste so much time in the I don't know category? Where you want to go eat? I don't know. Okay, where do you want to go eat? I'm not telling you. I asked you for, you know. Just, no, 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 no. The better one is, oh, well, I want to go to so-and-so. Well, I don't want to go there. You just yeah, asked me. Yeah, right. I know. Right? And, and just, I'm, 
how much time do we waste in this I don't know section? Like, I am going to do it or I'm not going to do it. Melissa don't, says I do that all the time. I have no idea what she's talking about. <laughs> I Whatever. You <laughs> Get rid of the can'ts and just do the do's, right? Mm-hmm. You want something, go get it. Just shut up. Go get it mm-hmm. or stop bitching about it. That's what I tell people. Here it is. This is how you do it. You you said this is what you wanted. It's right here in front of you. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> That's not what you were saying two weeks ago. I've heard you complain about- I, I want X, yeah. Here it is. Yeah. I've put a bow on it for you. I've addressed it to your names on it. It's right here. It's take on it. your doorstep. Take it. Take it. Well, I don't want it. Mother, are you kidding me? <laughs> you just said you wanted this. So I've done everything in my power to get you to that level. And now here it is. Yeah. And you don't want it. Yeah, you know, whatever. It, you know what I mean? How many times, look how much time we wasted talking about <laughs> what we can't do. You guys do this every day, you I can't urs. <laughs> and I think all the things we've talked about uh, today on this episode, they can be translated to any aspect of life. Today, we just primarily talked about fitness and nutrition, but mm-hmm. anything, you know, you talk about the fear of maybe wanting to try out for that new position at work, you know, or maybe even leaving the position that you have. You know, and I can speak to that clearly Gosh. today because right now, as me transitioning out of the military, <laughs> yeah, there is some healthy fear. But I know I have a skill set that someone is willing to pay me money for. It's just a matter of me finding the right um, organization that is going to fit well with me and just knocking on a shit ton of doors, handing out a whole bunch of resumes. Same thing with all this stuff with fitness, you know. You know, if you go and you flame out, okay, fine. Readjust, you know. Wins and learns. It's not wins and losses. Learn from all those errors that you made. Collect some data, reassess, and the next time you have the opportunity to attack that, readjust your battle plan. Yeah, I mean, I already got Mo's retirement mapped out. He just ain't <laughs> listening to me. He's telling me what he can't do, and I'm telling him what he should do. Um, but no, he's right, man. It just you hear this in the job market all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, got, I hate my job. Okay, I, well then go get a different one. Well, I can't do that. Why not? You hate your job. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty simple to me, right? <laughs> All right. It's been five years. I've complained about my job for five years. Yeah. I hate the pay. There's a job offering down the road for double the pay, mm-hmm. less hours, a better job title, mm-hmm. promotion, but I'm not going to apply for it. Yeah. Bro, shut up. And that's what drives me nuts, right? Like, I, I am a doer. So when you when you complain about something to me and you can say or do something about it, you know, like we just talked about in the, the previous episode, like the body image, you have the choice. You can say, screw you, stop mm-hmm. talking to me that way. I don't appreciate you dogging me every time you get a chance on my how I look because mm-hmm. I'm pretty confident with how yeah. I look and I feel great. Or you don't. Mm-hmm. We know the results. You either take apply for the job. And get something, you get in a better workspace, you make double the money, you have less hours, and you get a job promotion, or you stay where you're at and you complain for the next 25 years of your life. And if you apply for the job, and the worst thing that happens you don't is get you it. don't get the job. Yes. You get to go back to what you hate. Now, what I'm now what I'm not saying is like quit your job and hope you get the next job. Go <laughs> for it. Because you because you might have a family or a mortgage, you know, college tuition you gotta pay for. So, you know, let's make sure we have those things in order. There's tactical decisions, right? Yeah. But also, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna piggyback onto that. Don't be scared to make these jumps mm-hmm. because that is fear will hold us back from anything and everything. Mm-hmm. You have to if you you want it. Yes, there's risk, and it has to be a, a calculated, educated risk. Because yeah, you could leave the job and you could go to this job that looks better, and it's not. Mm-hmm. You don't burn that bridge where you're at, obviously. But don't be scared that you know if you go there and it doesn't work out that you have to go back. You you have to make that decision. Like mm-hmm. get rid of the fear. Like stop living in this bubble of fear. It's ridiculous. Just do something about it. It's you've bitched about it for four straight years. <laughs> so you're dedicated. <laughs> what is the Stu always uses Sally? Yes. Is that the, poor is, Sally. Is that the icon that he always uses? Yeah. <laughs> poor Sally. But it's it's like just stop take stop complaining about it. Just go do it. If you take all the energy you've invested into your I can'ts and the complaints that you do and how much you hate and reinvest that into your I can bank. Oh my gosh, how much more productive of a country would we be? <laughs> oh my I mean, seriously, we won't have obesity. We won't be the number one obese country. We're gonna have our school system is gonna be top notch in we the world. We need to make a movement to remove that apostrophe T from the American dictionary. 
<laughs> Look, guys, this is getting too deep for this podcast. <laughs> I'm just saying, do what you take that mindset, go for it. Worst thing that happens, you fall down, but you're going to get back up because yeah. I've been there. And, and especially there. in this community, someone's going to be there with their hand out to help you up. Yeah, it's just not something that we do within this uh, CrossFit family of ours. So this week's call to action. Go do something. Go do something. Yeah. Go do something that you said you can't do. Yeah. It could be smoking. It could be your diet. It could you be- You want them to go smoke? <laughs> Guys, Moe's Mo's had half a beer. He's getting crazy on me. No. If, if you were smoking, just listen to what Mo said. Yeah. You know, don't go to New York. <laughs> no, go do go, go, go do an RX work. Do an RX wad and 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 fail at it. Big right. deal. Who cares? Yeah. Go again tomorrow, but do it safely. Yeah. But no, go do something that you said you don't think you could do, mm-hmm. and just prove yourself wrong this week. Because when we can prove ourselves wrong once, it's like it opens it's, doors. It's an addiction. Like, dang, I can do that. Think mm-hmm. about when you first started CrossFit, what you thought you couldn't do, and what you do. Every day now in the warm up, mm-hmm. you know you're warming up with your max weights. Now it's yeah. just you are doing things that you never thought you could do, but now you don't give yourself credit. Your warm up used to be your workout. Yeah, yeah. My warm up right now is my wad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So again, please give us those five star ratings on iTunes and on Facebook. And yeah, go do something you said you couldn't do, and then tell us about it. Yeah, I'm sure it. that's absolutely going to help somebody else out in this community. And not only share it with us, but share it with your family and share it with your with your circle of friends too and tell them about the things that you said you couldn't do that you've now conquered. So that brings this week's episode to a close. I am Mo and I'm out. Later. Thank you for listening to the One More Rip Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at One More Rip Podcast or on Twitter at Can I Get One More or shoot us an email at Can I Get One More at gmail.com. No 2159 thrusters and pull-ups. Right. That's it. Just two it, movements. Right. And it's 90 reps, no big deal. Or if you're looking at the mentality of a, or in the mindset of, you have a three-minute max assault calorie. It's 45. 45 what? Reps. Oh, 90 of both. Okay. Never mind. What? Yeah. <laughs> click, click. <laughs> Boom. 90 total reps. Yeah. Okay. I knew what I was talking about, Mo. I was like, wait a minute. 90. Yeah. It's 45. Yeah, put that on the bonus. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's not on your little chart. It's this Elysium. <laughs> it's got you seeing stars. Yeah. So, anyways, where was I? Oh, three minutes. Yeah, three okay. minutes. So.